Welcome to today's Wisdom Workout. I'm your host, Daniel Sullivan, and today I'm going to be talking about preparedness. Now, for this episode, I'm going to be showing some stuff, so I'm also going to be recording this on YouTube, and I'll just post a link into the uh, description of this podcast. So if you want to watch the video version instead, I recommend it only because I'm going to be talking about goals. And I'm going to be showing my goals and how I set it up every day um, and what I've done to entirely shift the momentum of my life. So on that note, I'm going to hit record on the uh, YouTube video right now. And here we go. So today I'm going to be talking about goals. And I just got home from a bike ride, which is why I'm shirtless and sweaty. Um, but... I felt it was a good time to actually bring up this topic. Um, my roommate's showering. I hope the noise doesn't bother you too much. Um, but I wanted to get this done now because I got, for me, today is all about execution. So I'm trying to execute as much as I can today. So uh, it's a Saturday. And, you know, just get it done. It doesn't matter that it's a weekend. You know, if you, if you care about your life, if you care about where you want to go, the day doesn't matter. The time doesn't matter. You're just going to get it done. So on that note, let's start talking about goals. Now, there's my goals. And I will, I'll go through them and break it all down, sort of how I got these all together. But on a quick note, um, there's uh, been a lot of studies done about goal setting. Um, and it's to use a very simple analogy, you know, the the man who doesn't know where he wants to go is always going to get there. Um, I probably butchered that quote, but it's really like if you don't know where you want to go with your life, you're always going to be directionless and you're going to kind of just get whatever life gives to you. You don't really have control at that point. And it's super ironic, too. I, I see a lot of people who are, you know, and it actually tends to be more often when somebody's a control freak, they tend to not have goals. Um, from my experience now, I am a very, I'm just one example, right? Like I'm one case study, my friends, um, but in my perspective on them, but like the people who are the most, um, analytical or rational or, uh, know what, know, you know, how they sort of like see what they're doing, I guess. Um, they tend to not have goals. And so like, this is really, really important. And it's skipped over by a lot of people because a lot of people might be like, oh, I want to do this or I want to do that. And it's only helpful to a certain extent to just like say, oh, I'm going to go to this university, right? And um, you know, I, I know a lot of people who had a goal to get in one specific university and then they made it into another university and, you know, maybe that other university was as good or better for specific things. But the reason they didn't get into their primary choice is because, and I, I like using this analogy too, I coach a water polo team. So every year we talk about goals and, um, if their goal, I always ask them their goals first. And invariably, every year, their goal is to go to CIF and to kind of blow this up into a much higher scale. Um, that's essentially like saying your goal is to go to the Olympics. Um, because the goal doesn't really matter. Um, or like the, the variable difficulty of the goal doesn't matter. Uh, and and I'll kind of show you why right now. Okay, so what just happened there um, is my sit-up alarm went off. So I have a sit-up alarm that goes three times a day. So I'm going to do my sit-ups and I'll carry the, the camera with me for YouTube. So in case you're doubting that I'm going to do them, I'm actually going to do them right now. So I'll be silent for a little bit and I actually do V-ups instead of sit-ups. But um, So this is, this is actually... I mean, this is kind of perfect because, um, you know, you set a goal and I'll go with one of my goals, one of my goals, uh, and it has to be visual. Like it has to be, you have to actually 
be able to create an image in your mind uh, for the visualization, otherwise it won't happen. One of my goals is to have the body shredded, shredded grief God. And now I'm taking, I'm gonna, like my back's gonna make part noises. Um, but I'm also, I'm doing V-ups. So, um, how many is that? Three, I think, four, five, let me finish these, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. Let's do an extra one just in case I miscounted. Okay, I definitely do at least 13. Um, let's get back for the podcast. Can you hear me? So three times a day, I do 13 sit-ups. Now, they're really V-ups, but it started at 10, and then I'm increasing. Now, I have a long training background, but I also really like eating, so I'm really big right now. Um, I weigh around 320 pounds. Um, and so, yeah. Um, but one of my goals is to be, to have the body of a shredded, shredded Greek god. So I am always taking action towards it. So even if I don't get to the gym one day, it doesn't matter because I'm doing sit-ups three times a day no matter what. So right now I'm at 13, which means three times a day I'm doing 13 sit-ups, which is 36 in a day. So every month, that's 360 times three, 960 times three, so 1,080. 1,080 sit-ups every single month that I wouldn't have done otherwise. Um, and uh, it's about building habits. So um, part of this, part of the goals, part of the stuff that I'm gonna go over is about creating habits and patterns that are easy to execute on. You know, my alarm for the sit-up goes off at 7.18 in the morning. It goes off at 12.22, and that was a 12.22 alarm. And then it goes off at 6.33. And no matter what, there's only one time I didn't. And I'll tell you that story in a second. But no matter what, I stop and do them. So if I'm driving down the street, I'll pull over and do them. If, um, you know, I'm, I was actually at a stranger's house uh, talking about real estate. And uh, I was like, hey, look, I'm going to do sit-ups right now. Like, I know this will be awkward, but I just... I told myself I'm going to do this, so I'm going to do this. So I got on his living room floor and I did sit-ups. And he actually was like, mad respect, dude. Like, that tells me what kind of fucking person you are. And um, I've done it in soup plantation a couple times. I even <laughs> I did it in a Carl's Jr. once. Because this whole thing, like, soup plantation was closed. One day I was going to soup plantation with some coworkers. And they're like, oh, we're going to Carl's Jr. And so I was like, and then my alarm went off. So I'm doing fucking sit-ups in a Carl's Jr. The most ironic thing ever. But, um, yeah, so... In terms of taking action towards your goals, it needs to be small, consistent actions. And then you build. So I started with 10, then I went 11, 12, 13. So it's like there's a, a theory in training called progressively overloading. And so you progressively make it more and more difficult so that way you continue the momentum. Um, so going back to the story that I was saying, you know, saying I want to go to CIF is like to kind of make a bigger analogy. It's like saying I want to go to the Olympics. Now, if you have the goal, I want to go to the Olympics, are you going to be a gold medalist? Fuck no, you're not. Um, the people who are just like, I want to be an Olympian have a very different mindset than somebody who is saying, I will be a gold medalist. Um, for example, Usain Bolt. He would work out until he threw up every single day. And I think two or three times a day. That's fucking commitment. There was no other sprinter on the planet that was literally pushing themselves so hard that they would physically puke after every training session. It's because he wanted to be the fucking best. So I use this analogy when I'm coaching and I say, hey, look, you know, and it happened this year actually. And there's a really fucking good, good fucking thing. Like a good example. We didn't make CIF this year. And there was a lot of variables for that. <clears throat> but the kids, when I asked them their goals, their goal was let's go to CIF this year, right? Because we had just moved up a division. So we were in a, a harder playing field. Uh, we moved up a couple years ago, but still. Um, <clears throat> and so they just, they wanted to go to CIF, you know? So it's kind of the whole thing. Like if you want to get to the moon, shoot for the stars and hopefully you'll end up on the moon. Whereas if you shoot for the moon, you might not make it out of the atmosphere. It's that sort of thing. So 
your goals, this is why I'm saying it doesn't matter the degree of difficulty that the goal is, your goal has to be astronomical um, because you will never surpass your goals. Um, and the people who are super wealthy, like, oh, I just like accidentally like stumbled into a billion dollars. That's a PR move. They're trying to tell you, oh, you can get lucky too. When in reality, they just don't believe in themselves. They think they're a one trick pony. And they're like, oh, well, I did it because of luck. So like I should tell people, other people it's because of luck, you know? And so I'm not going to say like, you know, I imagine being a fucking billionaire every day of my life for years and years and years and years. So that's another thing too, is that they didn't write their goals down every day, you know? Um, and what I did is I required my team to do it, but I'm the JV coach. So, and we fucking dominated this year. We did so fucking good. Our JV was beating teams that our varsity team couldn't. Um, and I won't, that's kind of a whole nother topic. This today's about goals. So, so let's go through, um, I met a guy, uh, and I'm actually going to send this to you, Chris. So, um, I met a guy at a party, um, and, uh, hopefully I got your name right. I'm going to double check. Um, just off the top of my head, I'm 99% sure it's Chris. Um, but anyway, so I met a guy at a party. He's like, oh, you should do like a workshop on this or something. And so I was like, I'll just record it on YouTube and send it to you. Um, and, uh, so yes, let me make sure I, I don't really expect anybody else to watch this. Yeah, Chris. Okay. Um, so he was like, you should do like a workshop on this or whatever. And like, all I could, you know, like whatever. So I was like, okay, well I'll just fucking make a video. And so Chris, and hope you're going to watch this whole thing. It's going to be kind of long. I mean, it already is kind of long, but, um, hopefully you find value from it. Uh, cause this one's for you. So goals. So I am a novice YouTuber, so I don't know how to flip this, but I'll go through it and read it. But here's the notebook, and I was kind of telling you this in person, like, like I wasn't kidding. Like, so this this notebook is like a, a seventy sheet notebook, and I'm almost at the end. So you can see there's like there's like a couple pages at the end that aren't used yet. So like there's like I don't know like five, probably one two three four five six seven eight like eight pages nine pages haven't been used yet. So I'm on day like sixty one of this or whatever, and actually I have. Uh, another notebook that was probably like half full. Um, and like literally like I have wrote down the goals every single day. Um, and they kind of change over time. Um, and this was just like an intention for the notebook in the very beginning. Um, and you'll notice over time, like they get a little bit different. So my goals in the beginning were mostly the same because this wasn't the actual start of, like if I went back to my other notebook when I like actually started doing this exact exercise, uh, a lot of the goals were different, um, but now they're pretty consistent. So essentially what I have is I have, so this is the very beginning, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, um, 12, I think it's 12 and 14. So 12 goals, like 12 different categories, and then there's three progressions. So, and I used to have this, like this was 24, 25, 26, like what I want to accomplish before I hit uh, 25 before. So while I'm 24, while I'm 25, while I'm 26, I took that off because um, each thing's gonna happen kind of in its own timeline. Um, and also the goal is to have, have it happen as soon as fucking possible. So if I get through like all three in the next six months, that's way preferable than me limiting myself. Um, so, that's what the progression is. And then I have, I think I counted on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 12, no 12. So, and then I have 14 affirmations. So these are the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. So there's 14 affirmations. Now here's the difference between a goal and an affirmation. A goal is an objective. An affirmation is a visualization of you achieving, achieving that objective. So for example, I have a goal to get a Rolex and also materialistic, like being materialistic, a lot of like the people I run around with and like my circles and stuff, they, they try to be very anti-materialism um, because they think it's like anti-spiritual to be materialistic. But I really disagree with that. I think we are put on this dimensional plane to 
experiment, to test, to enjoy, um, to suffer, to experience the whole spectrum of what it is to be human. And, um, you know, one of my favorite quotes is like, you know, money isn't everything, but it's the only thing people keep track of. Uh, because it's, it's something that has, um, you can very easily measure the growth of it. Whereas like personal development, like is really hard to actually quantify. Um, and everyone has two bank accounts in life. They have a financial bank account and they have a personal emotional bank account. And so most people tend to only focus on the financial bank account, but also the emotional bank account is, is extremely important as well. Um, and so don't forget that too. I'm going to be talking a lot about my financial and impact goals. Um, but what is kind of underlying in all that is a lot of the work that I've done over the last five years, healing childhood trauma, exploring my consciousness, doing a lot of things so that way I can be more centered in who I am and like know my purpose in life and why I'm here and learn to love myself. That's the emotional bank account. Like that's actually more critical than the financial bank account. And I would argue that it comes first. Um, it doesn't in every case, like a lot of people, what they do is they will, uh, focus on their financial bank account first and then they become rich and then they're like, Oh, I still hate myself. And so that's, to me, that's not success. Um, and Tony Robbins uh, says it really well. He's like, there is the science of achievement and then the art of fulfillment. And if you have achievement without fulfillment, you are not successful. You are a failure. Like that's the ultimate failure, ultimate failure to have achieved success, but then to have failed in fulfillment. <clears throat> so getting like learning the art of fulfillment is more important than uh, mastering the science of achievement. So that's why the emotional bank account is more important than the financial bank account. Um, and you'll see some of these, uh, are like uh, more so the affirmations, um, have to do with my emotional bank account, but also keep in mind, I've done a lot of that work already. So I am focusing on the financial, um, so long sort of tangent, but so what I did personally, cause I have a lot of goals, um, is I split them into different categories. And so, I have sort of for me business wise, I have three main pillars and the pillars for me are health, fitness and agriculture. Now I actually mess up the order. It's fitness, health, then agriculture. So essentially I have uh, created a fitness business that I've been working on for like the past five, six years. Um, and it's a lot of it is now coming to fruition. Um, and then so just to explain my journey a little bit, I was morbidly obese growing up and obviously I still struggle with my weight. Um, and that's for a lot of reasons that I'll go into very briefly right now. Um, I found I growing up, like I would lose 20 pounds, regain 30, lose 40 pounds, regain 60, you know? So like ever since I started gaining a lot of weight, probably like when I was 11 or 12, cause, um, I had sort of like a lot of, um, looking back, it's like no big deal, but when you're experiencing them as a child, they're really traumatic experiences. Um, and so like I started gaining a lot of weight and then, um, and then I would like be like really upset and kind of hate myself. So I'd like try to lose weight. And then it created this like really vicious cycle. Um, so then I developed eating disorders, food addictions, um, my self-worth issues, my self-love issues got worse and worse and worse. So anyway, so it wasn't until I found CrossFit that I actually successfully lost a lot of weight and kept it off for a while. Um, and for me, a while is a couple years. So, but realistically, like I didn't, so I went from about 315 pounds. Um, and this was when I was the fattest in my life. Like I'm big now, like I weigh more, but I'm not nearly as fat now as I was then. Cause back then I was like almost 60% body fat. Whereas right now I'm around 30% cause I have a lot more muscle cause of all this training that I did. So I went from 315 to 228 and I hovered around 230, 240 for probably a year. And then it slowly started creeping up. And what the reason was is because I became so committed to CrossFit. I started a CrossFit business, a business centered around fitness and CrossFit which is my fitness app. And then I also was like, I'm going to be a games athlete. And that was one of my sort of marketing strategies was just be a games athlete. <laughs> um, and so I was working out six hours a day, six days a week. And I was eating crap food because I didn't think it mattered. I thought I could out train a bad diet. Um, you know, my cortisol levels were insanely high. Um, and so I, I slowly regained 
almost all the way. Now, not quite all the way, but I got back up to 300, so pretty close to. And I was like, okay, well, shit, it's not just about fitness. It's also about nutrition. Um, and, you know, I would have coaches like, focus on your nutrition, focus on your nutrition. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm working out so fucking much. Like, I can burn 8,000 calories a day. Because I, I measured it for a while. Like, I was legitimately eating 8,000 calories a day and not gaining weight because of how much I was training. But then, after a while, my adrenals got fucked. My cortisol was through the roof. And then that's when I started gaining the weight back is because um, I had to eat more and more um, for the energy. But then also my body was – my metabolism was slowing down. Anyways, um, so then I got super passionate about nutrition and I experimented a lot with fasting. So that's like when I did the first 33-day fast. Um, and I did it t- two more subsequently, two more times, but each one is different. The first one was just water and salt. The second one was a juice. And then the third one was like a protein sort of deal. Um just kind of experimenting with different things. Um, but then I gained all the way back. So then I'm like, okay, well, it's obviously not just about that. And it was also like a lot of these realizations kind of came during that time. But, you know, it's also about healing food addictions and eating disorders and learning to love yourself. And so health and weight loss and nutrition and stuff, a lot of that's also combined with psychology. Um, and so, I mean, so is fitness too. But also, like, if I have the amount of willpower it would take to not eat for 33 days, um, being average weight or like normal weight is not just about willpower. And that's something I kind of realized. So I was like, okay, well then if the solution isn't to basically tell everyone that they're fat pigs and you know, they need to learn to control themselves. If it's not about willpower, cause um, you know, egotistically I might say I am, you know, at least in the top 1% of people with willpower on the planet, like, like realistically, like I really think that the only people who probably have more willpower than me are people who used to be like heroin addicts or meth addicts and they became clean. Like realistically, I like those people have like so much credit in my eyes um, to get out of that. And just every day, like, cause when you, when you experience like that amount of pleasure, it's just getting out of that is like crazy. Like I know how hard it was to beat a, a sugar addiction, you know, and scientists say that sugar is way more addictive, at least like biochemically, but at the same time, you know, sugar's pleasure level compared to like crack or heroin or meth is just totally different ballparks. Anyways. Um, so for me, it's like, okay, well, it's not just also about working out more and eating less. Like it's also about, um, you know, food addictions, eating disorders, but then also it's about willpower. Everyone only has a limited amount of willpower. So when there's sugar on every single fucking block, that's a huge problem. So then I was like, okay, well, it's also about agriculture. So anyways, that was my long-term trajectory. So that's why I have the three different, the top three things on my categories are the three different businesses. So 128 is the agricultural venture. Geowatting is the fitness venture. Entire body reset is the nutrition, health, weight loss, coaching venture. So those are my three ventures. Those are my three vehicles. And I have goals for each one of those vehicles individually. I also have, um, goals for my brand. So I'm also in order to succeed, like Elon Musk has a personal brand. So, and that's part of the reason he can push so much momentum into the things that he's doing is because he has a personal brand. He's very likable and people want to help him. Uh, then I have personal wealth goals. Uh, and then I also have passive wealth goals. I also have goals for vehicles that I want to have. I also have goals for events that I want to go to. Um, I have <clears throat> goals for, uh, travel. I have goals for like physical goals and then I have personal goals and then like achievement goals. <clears throat> so that's all the ones. And I don't think I missed any. Um, I didn't. So those are all the different like categories. And then, so basically what it is, I figured out, okay, what's important to me. It's like, okay, well, like having a brand is actually important to me. Like I like hearing myself talk, which is why I can talk into a YouTube video for a half hour and be okay with nobody ever watching it because I like doing it. So I like talking. Um, and wealth goals because I've, you know, focused so long on my emotional bank account. It's like, I need a new challenge. Like I want to, um, you know, hit a whole bunch of financial goals. So that way I can have more impact and, you know, have some sort of effect on the food systems, on people's health. And because I struggle with it so much, right? Like the whole thing, like turn your mess into your message. Um, and so basically I have these different goals. So for, um, uh, agriculture for the 128, it's like the first step is eight different acquisitions. Um, and then 22 acquisitions and then 44 acquisitions in terms of businesses and roll-ups. 
uh, for geowatting, my first goal, and I want to hit that really soon, is 20,000 workouts in the network. And then I want to hit 200,000, and then I want to hit 2 million workouts. Um, for entire body reset, for the weight loss coaching, um, I want to, and like this is the actual language, a thousand lives, a thousand lives saved, right? Because I have had a lot of life-saving experiences in my life because of fitness, health, nutrition, my mentor, things like that. And so I just, I, I, I have, you know, this desire to want to share that more. So that's a goal of mine. And then also a financial goal of entire body reset in and of itself is to hit the two comma club, which is a, uh, click funnels award to have a million in revenue. I don't really care about making the actual million. I'm thinking about doing like this sort of contest where it's like, you know, there, I get three people to buy in and then the winner, uh, who loses the most weight and keeps it off for like a set period of time makes a bunch of money. So then I wouldn't really make that much money. It's just, I would hold that money and then give it to the winner. Um, and then they could continue that by like staying in that group of three, keeping each other accountable and then just like re-upping on the competitions. And then like, so it's like, let's say somebody lost a hundred pounds, somebody lost 98 pounds and then the other person lost 95 pounds. Well then the next one year, the next two year competition or whatever is like, okay, you know, who's the best from that next starting point. So, you know, everyone at zeros out and then it's a new bet. So then if you're like, okay, well, uh, if somebody regained the weight, then obviously they lose if they, you know, stayed the same or, and so stuff like that. And then you could also have different metrics like body fat percentage, but that's anyways. So for me, it's not about money. It's about, okay, like, um, revenue coming in. So that way I can use that to build the business. Um, and then the next sort of stage of that is a hundred thousand lives changed. So I also recognize, um, and sometimes I write it as saved and sometimes I write it as changed. And so it's like, whatever feels right in the moment, um, but I recognize in terms of scale, like personal deep dive impact, I might not have that much, um, like Tony Robbins still saves people's, like a bunch of people's lives at his events. So I have like 10,000 people at an event and he might save a hundred lives there, let's say, cause like a hundred people are suicidal and, um, and then everyone else, you know, their life has just drastically changed. So I recognize there's like varying degrees of influence. Um, and then also have a fasting house. So part of what I want to do is I want to have a place where people can come to go to retreats and um, fast so they're not tempted by, you know, all this toxic outside world um, food and everything that's all around and easily accessible. Um, and then the last goal is a million lives changed. So I, I've struggled so much with my personal uh, health journey and I really believe I can have that sort of impact. Um, the next one was brand. So the first stage is a hundred thousand followers, then it's a million followers, then 10 million followers. Um, and you know, to be materialistic and egotistical, it's like, I just want that. Like I want to be, you know, maybe you could say it's coming from, you know, being the fucking bullied kid or whatever when I was young, but like, I just want to be popular. Like, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, unless you want it for the wrong reasons. And so this also gets into like, why do you want these fucking goals? Like that's why the emotional bank account is the first stage. You have to know why you want to do what you want to do. For me, I actually had a goal of becoming an Olympian. And then I had the goal of being a CrossFit Games athlete. Like, you know, the wanting it to be a marketing effort is just like, was just a funny like side thing. Like realistically, like I wanted to be a CrossFit Games athlete, a CrossFit Games uh, champion even because I wanted people to look up to me because I didn't feel worthy in and of myself. So that's a toxic reason why. And so you're either going to fail or you're going to achieve it and feel still like a failure. So you have to really dive into the reasons why you want this. But for me, the reason I want that many followers, I want that level of brand influence is because I really believe that I can help other people. So it has transcended from myself and is about other people. So uh, that's also why I don't mind admitting, you know, these huge fucking goals. Um, cause if I don't make them, it's not really going to affect me. Um, other than the fact that I don't think I lived up to my potential and that's like the most important thing in the world to me. So, um, then wealth goals. So the first stage of this is uh, a cash millionaire. So also there's a difference between being, um, wealthy in terms of liquidity, but also in terms of equity. So those are two entirely different things. So, um, you know, based on a technicality, I could argue and say that I was a millionaire when I was 22 because I had a company 
and the perceived value of that company was already at that point seen as a multi-million dollar company. Now, my personal opinion of that doesn't matter. What matters is what somebody else would be willing and able to pay for that company at that price. And I did have investors that were willing to pay at that valuation and based on the amount of equity I had in the company. Anyways, technicality. So, but my goal specifically is cash millionaire because I want liquidity to be able to do stuff that will help uh, build the momentum of my brand. And then the next one after that is 22 million. And then the next after that is 1.1 billion. Now, remember, like these goals, like I said, 24, 25, 26. So, you know, I'm going to make new goals after that. Like this, this isn't end goals for me. This is just a start. So um, that's why I like set your goals fucking high, like really high. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, shoot for the stars and at least land on the moon. But once you're in the atmosphere, once you're out of the atmosphere, there's no resistance. So think of it that way too. It's like, you know, just how long are you willing to accelerate, step on the gas and, you know, go like it's, you know, uh, are you willing to, you know, go all out balls to the wall until you hit light speed? Um, so, cause then you can go much further. Like you can get to the moon in like a split second. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. So next, um, passive income, this is a similar thing to wealth, but different. It's like my investments. I want to have passive income on my investments, Outside of the three um, big goals, first I want to hit a hundred thousand a month passively. Then I want to hit a million a month, and then ten million a month um, <clears throat> passive income. Uh, and then achievements, I want to. The first one is to write a book, and then the next one is to have a home gym and spa. So like I have a sauna, an ice bath, um, uh, like all the gym equipment that I want and everything, um, and then also to have a treadmill desk. So those are like achieve like those are achievement goals for me cuz like having a home gym is really fucking expensive. So uh, and like same with a treadmill desk. Like a treadmill desk can cost like 4 grand or whatever. So um <clears throat> and then um or the last goal is a 67 foot Allegria. So that's a catamaran. Uh and then in terms of personal goals, um my goal for this year is actually to buy my mom a Rolex. Um and she doesn't know that, that that's my goal. Um, you know, and she won't see this. Um, and if you know my mom and you, if you're watching this, please don't send this to her. Um, but anyway, so like I've, I've brought her to a couple Rolex places cause I'm like, Oh, like I want a Rolex. Like, let's look out some Rolexes. And then I'm like, Oh, which ones do you like? Which ones do you not like? Like, so I know what Rolex I want to get her. And, um, I'm hoping to get it for her before her 60th birthday, which is coming up. So, um, yeah, so then, so that's my first personal goal. Then my second personal goal is um, five bespoke suits. So I have to get to the body that I want before I can get those suits, which is why it's a next year's goal. Um, and the only reason I'm looking down is just to like keep track. When I'm actually writing this out, like I've written it out so much, I could just verbatim, like I could just read it to you without looking. But since I'm trying to explain all this stuff, the pattern isn't as uh, readily available. So that's another thing too, is like the reason you want to write down your goals so fucking much is because you want it to be in your subconscious. Like I don't even have to think when I'm writing my goals, I don't have to think because I just run that pattern so much. It's like, it is now deep and in, in, deeply ingranded in my subconscious. And my compass is going to naturally direct me towards achieving these goals because my subconscious has the map. It has the compass. It knows where I want to go. And so I'm going to get there. It's just a matter of how much effort do I put into it? How much am I stepping on the gas? That, that determines how long it's actually going to take. Um, and then my third year goal, so like when I'm 26, I want to have my own Rolex. Um, the vehicles this year, I want to get uh, an F250. Um, the next uh, vehicle I want to get after that is an AMG GT63S. And then the ones after that are a Tesla Roadster 2.0 and a Rolls Royce. Um, the events that I want to go to, so... I want, there's a castle seminar that I want to go to about mergers and acquisitions. Uh, and then there's a conference called Dream 100 Con, but then Paleo X is on the same weekend. Paleo FX is on the same weekend. So I don't know which one I want, which I'm, one I'm going to go to. Um, also, be careful with your language, right? Because I, I correct myself. I, I said which one I want to go to, right? But like, if you just want something, you're not necessarily going to get it. So you, you make the assumptions like I'm going to get there. So it's like, I don't know which one I'm going to go to versus... I don't know which one I want to go to. It's very different. And again, the subconscious processing is directing you towards that. Um, 
that's why words are magic. You could, you could, you know, be esoteric and, uh, sort of mystic about it and say, oh, like words are actually spells and you are manifesting reality with your language. Or you can be actually scientific and logical, rational and say, look, your words are imprinting subconscious patterns into you. And the more that you reinforce a subconscious pattern, the more likely you are to achieve that. So that's also another thing, like the people who just straight up believe in the secret without even fucking thinking about it. It's like, you're missing a huge part of the component. Yes, there's the mystical side, the spiritual side, but then there's also the rational, tangible, logical, dimensional aspect of it as well. You have to hit both sides. So and that's another reason why I said emotional bank account is probably more important than your financial bank account because you want to make sure that the spiritual is already fully aligned before you you know start grinding your wheels trying to achieve something that might make you less happy. Um, Okay, so next, um, where was I? I was at, okay, so the next thing, I want, I want to go to the Berkshire Hathaway shareholder meeting. I went a couple years ago. It legitimately, it was life-changing for me, um, which you're like, oh, how was a shareholder meeting life-changing? Like, when you, when you go into an auditorium and there's 30,000 people who are all investors and, um, you know, a vast majority of them are uh, very, very successful. Um, you know, when you go to a Tony Robbins conference, like, Tony Robbins is, like, all, like, hyped out, right? So... Uh, there will be a lot of people, you know, in a 10,000 uh, person Tony Robbins event, you know, there's going to be people from all demographics. There's going to be people who are billionaires there. And then there's going to be people who are, you know, barely going paycheck to paycheck who went into debt to go there. But when you go to the Berkshire Hathaway shareholder meeting, the only people who fucking go to that event are people who are investors who want to know what's going on in the market, what they should do, especially in a time like this, the fucking market has dropped 40% or 30% or whatever in the last month because of this fucking coronavirus. It's like, it's really, it's really important. So, um, what you, when you go there, like I met a whole bunch of people who are massively successful. So, um, that's why I want to go. Um, the next one was, I actually want to go to the Olympics this year. So it was actually a goal of mine. Um, it's actually funny too. Like, so I set a goal to be an Olympian, right. Um, which that never really manifested, but my next goal was like, and this is how I know about setting goals and why it matters, the specificity of them. When I first set my goal to be a CrossFit Games athlete, right, that actually wasn't the goal. The original goal was to go to the CrossFit Games. Like literally the language of it was, I want to go to the CrossFit Games. And I went to the CrossFit Games that year because I was invited to work for a company as like a uh, employee for the event. And so like I manifested manifested, achieved that goal within like three months. Um, but also the magnitude of that goal was, was a lot less. So me going to the CrossFit Games was easily achievable. Whereas me being a CrossFit Games champion, that takes a lot more effort. So, um, but you have to be very careful with the language because you're going to manifest or you're going to achieve these different things specifically about how you're programming your subconscious. Um, the next thing uh, I want to go to EDC again this year that might get postponed. I want to go to Electric Forest that might get postponed. Um, then Burning Man, Base Canyon, Lost Lands, um, Biohacking Conference, London Real Conference, and then an RSD um, event. So I want to go to all these different events. Um, travel, uh, Scotland, India, Tokyo, Greece, Singapore, Saudi Arabia, Australia, Costa Rica, physical. I want to do an Ironman this year. Next year, I want to do all of the Spartan races. And then I want to do an ultra marathon. Um, so, and actually I think that, I mean, you're kind of, I'm kind of manifesting this by saying this, but I'll say it just like, there's a personal thing. Like the goal originally was 24, 25, 26, right? Like, I think that this could take me until I'm 30 or in my mid thirties, even like, I actually think the the physical goals are going to take me the longest, than any of the other ones. Um, and that's because right now I have much deeper respect for how hard I've fucking been on my body these past 10 years. Like I've done some fucking extreme shit and, um, you know, it's taken a toll on my body 100%. Like, you know, I thought a few months ago, I thought I was having a fucking heart attack and looking back on it now is just cause I was still experimenting with fasting and I wasn't taking care of my electrolytes properly. And, um, so like energetically, like my heart was having a difficult time because your body needs electrolytes to absorb water properly to send electrical impulses through your body. Anyways, long conversation. Um, so those are the goals. So the goals are the achievements that you want. And so again, how I have it broken down, right. Is I have all these different categories, right. 
and then I have the different stair steps to them. And if you, if you're somebody who doesn't have, like, I'm, I'll say it flat out, like, I'm a fucking visionary. Like, I, I can see so far forward that um, it's very easy for me to do this. So, and I recognize a lot of people, um, you know, haven't curated or practiced that gift. And so, because I think every, every, anybody can be every, any, everybody can be anybody with enough practice. Um, that being said, I also recognize that there's innate talents, but uh, for the most part, you can do anything. You just, uh, actually, I really like this quote too. You, you can do anything, just not everything. So um, like you have to pick what you want. And um, anyway, so those are like the specific things that I want. And then, then I go into the affirmations and arguably the affirmations are more important than goals in and of themselves because the affirmations are the actual subconscious programming that you're doing to yourself every single day. And the affirmations act more as what I would say is the compass. So you have your, um, you have your goals, which is kind of like the map, right? You know where you want to go on the map, right? By having your goals, but how the fuck do you know how to get there? And that's why your affirmations are so important. And the affirmations, they have to be emotionally provocative. And so what I mean by that is when you are trying to reprogram your subconscious, like all the trauma, a lot of, all of that bullshit that's in your subconscious, um, that's why, again, emotional bank account is important. You have to deal with that first. But all that bullshit that's in your subconscious, you have to reprogram it. And the really, you can either do fucking 20 years of goddamn therapy or you can provide emotional stimuluses to zap through that old limiting belief. So that way you are reprogramming how your day-to-day action comes about and start fucking simple. Like I said, fucking 13 goddamn sit-ups, you know, start with 10, three times a day. If you like, and if you can't do 10 sit-ups, fucking fine, start with one, you know, and then next week do two and then next week do three and then next week do four. Like it doesn't matter where you start. What matters is that you build those habits and progress them forward. Um, and so taking action as well, but also the reason I do that, I execute on that is because I've made a commitment and it's so deep into my subconscious. And the reason I'm pointing back here is because like the amygdala is back here. It's like the reptile brain and it's the part where like least actual processing happens. It's just like, it's like your, um, you know, uh, if you have like an operating system, it's like the language that the operating system is on, right? Where it's the operating system and software and so like software is probably like your prefrontal cortex operating system is like everything like the hypothalamus and all that stuff. And then, um, the amygdala is kind of like DOS or, uh, C plus or whatever. And, um, so you have to change that programming and the way you do that is through affirmation. So my favorite sort of affirmation to use this as an example is my time piece is a reflection of how much I value my time. So my time piece, like when I'm thinking about the Rolex I want to get right, like every time I write my time piece is a reflection of how much I value my time. First of all, I don't say my watch, right? Because time piece evokes more emotion and that's what it is. It is a piece holding time. And so it provides more value and context onto it. I used to like think, think expensive watches were fucking stupid. I really did until I actually heard Joe Rogan talking about it or he was interviewing somebody and they explained it like, but like really like the, the, the more you value your time, the more you're going to want a nice watch because the watch is just a representation of your how much you value your time. So that's why I have an affirmation. My timepiece is a reflection of how much I value my time. So my timepiece, first of all, the language. Second of all, I say is a reflection. So every time I say reflection, I think, oh, wow, like I see the watch's reflection when I look at it. And so my timepiece is a reflection. Like think about how much emotion there is behind that statement or is a reflection of how much. I value my time because like I used to not value myself. And part of that, when you're not valuing yourself, it's because you're not valuing your time. You're not valuing your time as a human on earth to like enjoy this present moment. And so that's that, like, so there's very, like huge subtleties. And like, it took me a long time to develop this. Like, um, like the, the affirmation started as like, I have a Rolex watch, right? Like, cause when, when, like when you're in kind of like the first stage, like going from a goal like Rolex to what's an affirmation, like all you think is like, I have a Rolex watch. Like that's the only thing that you can actually like think of because um, everything else is kind of far out of your frame. So, but then you build it over time by changing the language of it, altering it one word at a time from watch to time pieces. Like my, um, 
my timepiece is a Rolex and then um, my timepiece is a Rolex because I value my time. And then, and over time it is this continual editing, which is another reason why it's important to write every single fucking day because every single fucking day you have the opportunity to edit it. And the reality is shit's always changing. Your goals are always going to change. Where you want to go is always going to change, but at least you have some sort of frame and compass, some sort of map and compass to know where you want to go. So you can start taking action towards it. And I'll just go through the other ones uh, real quick that I have. Um, my first one is sort of like, um, because I care, uh, like a lot of my actions predicated upon other people, the language of this is very important. So I transmute dreams into reality, right? So the, the reason it's worded that way is because I don't just want to transmute, transmute my dreams into reality. I want to transmute people, like other people's dreams into reality as well as mine. So that's why it's not personally specific. So I transmute dreams into reality. That's part of what I want to do as a coach. When I want, you know, to help somebody lose a bunch of weight, it's like, I want to help transmute their dreams into reality. Um, so that's, that's why the language of that one specifically. And then the second one, um, I, I think it's, I have the, yeah, so I have an abundance of health, wealth, love, and happiness. Um, and so these are my like abundance codes. So I have like turning dreams into realities, like the first one, right? Like another way to say this, uh, yesterday's dreams are today's realities or today's dreams are tomorrow's realities, that sort of thing. Um, there's lots of ways to say this, but for me is I transmute dreams into realities. And so then I have my abundance codes. So my abundance codes are, I have an abundance of health, wealth, love, and happiness. Cause it's not just about money for me. It's about all four. Um, and then an abundance of money effortlessly flows to me. Um, cause right now I'm focusing on an abundance of financial freedom. Um, and then the last one is, um, abundance is my entire reality. So those are like three different ways of attacking sort of the same thing. And then, and then I have my sort of in, I guess what they, I would call them input codes. So, uh, in terms of like mind, body, and spirit. So, um, you know, I nourish my body with only the highest and best. All right. So I use those words very, very carefully. So highest and best. It's like, okay. So, cause when you're like, what, what is good and what's bad? I, I think good and bad is somewhat relative. And so, um, although there, I definitely believe that there is objective truth and objective goodness and objective badness. I also think that humans, it's like harder for us to perceive it because we're kind of super gray. We're not really black and white. And so like I say highest and best as in like the good, the goodest that I can get to. So I nourish, right? Nourish. Like when I think nourishing, I was like nourishing. Like I, I think about like biting, biting into a super nutritious mango or something like that. Like the word, the, the phrases actually really matter. So I nourish my body with the highest and best with only the highest and best, right? That's another thing too. Only the highest and best. So does that mean that I'm not going to mess up? No, fucking I had Carl's Jr. the other day. Um, cause like, it just like was there. And, you know, I fell into old patterns and that's okay because that's how you learn from it. That's how you grow from it. It's like, oh, that's an opportunity for me to learn. Okay, next time I just happened to go to a Carl's Jr. because my soup plantation was closed and my friends wanted to go to Carl's Jr. That's like an opportunity for me to set another boundary that like, fuck no, I'm, I care about myself. I don't want to eat this bullshit. And honestly, like my fucking stomach was fucked up the whole next day. Like it wasn't worth it. So I nourish my body with only the highest and best. I feed my mind with only the highest and best. There's a lot of people who want to indoctrinate you into their own beliefs, their own ide ideologies, and because they want followers. I mean, and to be fair, right? Like I want followers too. Um, and so I, I understand that there's an egoic component. So, but my intention is not just to get people to follow me because I am lacking internally. It's like, no, like I have done so much work on myself to make sure that I can go through and heal all those parts of myself. And I think that that would be valuable for other people. That's also why I'm not attached to the outcome. Um, you know, I just want to spread as much light as possible. And if other people accept it, then awesome. If they don't, you know, that's awesome too. Um, and so, and that's another thing that I think kind of about talking about enlightenment as, cause I think that's like the ultimate goal, right? Is like enlightenment. And so I don't think it's about being unattached and that's why I don't think materialistic things are bad. I think, I think enlightenment is literally to bring light to. It's like, that's why I value transparency. That's why I value honesty. Like even when it hurts people, like I would, and it's kind of shitty to say, but I would rather hurt somebody and be honest with them than lie to them and let them live in, you know, the shadows of their own beliefs. And so, and, you know, I've probably lost a lot of people uh, just because of that. But, you know, I like, and to be honest, I'm a very strong, powerful, big, fucking loud ass motherfucker. And so like, I could be more subtle about it. And that's part of learning the subtleties of coaching that I've been learning for a long time. Um, and coaching different people, different people have different sensitivities. Anyways, um, so I nourish my body with only the highest and best. I feed my mind with only the highest best. So like always be at guard for, uh, you know, the boundaries of your mind because other people want to 
you know, manipulate you for their own, for their own needs. And then also I grow my spirit towards only the highest and best. And for me, this is the most important one. Like I believe life is a spiritual journey. Um, I, I believe personally that there are multiple lives. I believe that Christ is, you know, the next dimensional, uh, level of consciousness that we are all trying to collectively achieve. Uh, so that way we can bring more happiness and fulfillment and more quote unquote light to the world. Um, and I think everything that we're going through right now is just challenging that. Um, it's like, are you either going to step back into fear or are you going to go back and keep going on? Um, you know, so, um, yeah, uh, so I grow my spirit towards only the highest and best. So that is really, that's probably the most important one to me. Um, and then, so after that, so I have my abundance codes, I have my like input codes and then I have the dreams into realities codes. And then I have, um, I have sort of the more like tangible materialistic things. Like I represent classic royalty and all that I do. That one is for the five bespoke suits. So when I have five bespoke three piece suits, you know, like I see myself really representing myself extremely, extremely well. And so I represent classic royalty in all that I do because uh, I, I value that perception. Um, and then the next one, I don't know if I'm saying these in order or not, but one, one for my harm, one for my charm and two, or sorry, one for my farm, one for my charm and two for my harm. So that's talking about the cars. So when I'm thinking about my truck, it's like one for my farm. When I'm thinking about the rolls, it's like one for my charm because I think rolls are massively charming. Um, they're lovely vehicles in my opinion. And so, and then two for my harm, you get like a fucking AMG and then a fucking rocket ship, you know, electric fucking Tesla. And so a Roadster 2.0. So, you know, that's, that's that. And then, um, I have, uh, and I'm trying to like speed this up cause I'm running out of time on the podcast. Um, and probably here too. Um, and then I have, um, uh, I seek and receive the best advice anyone can offer. That's really important because it attracts, I, I the, the, literally like no fucking joke. The day after I wrote that affirmation for the first time, I got a $12,000 program for fucking free. Like I like affirmations work, bro. Okay. Um, and then another ones I'm constantly welcoming new companies into my family. That's for the acquisitions. Um, what am I missing? I have the body of a shredded Greek God and you can see it lowercase G, right? So, um, cause I'm not like trying to be like God, you know, I'm just trying to be as good as I can be. So, and like when people think, oh, he's shredded like a Greek God or whatever. Um, let's see, am I missing other ones? I know I'm missing the last one, but I want to touch on that one last. Are there any other ones that I'm missing? Um, let's see. Uh, no, that was all of them. Cause I said the timepiece one earlier. Okay. So the last one for me is we have manifested heaven on earth. So the language of that is very important. We, like you can see at the bottom, we have manifested heaven on earth. Right. And if you go back to the very beginning, I was more ego, egocentric about it. I have manifested heaven on earth. Right. So like the more you, awareness you bring to your reality and your desires, the more you realize like, okay, well, like what's actually best, you know, it's more important that we collectively manifest heaven on earth than I personally manifesting heaven on earth. I would rather get to heaven with all of us, you know, and with the help of everyone than me being like, I'm the one who got us to heaven. You know, like, I don't give a fuck about that. Like, you know, what, whatever my role is in this sort of dimensional shift is going to be whatever my role is. And so, um, it's, it's valuable for us to get there all together. And then real quick, um, I kind of messed up today's one. So I'll go back to yesterday because it looks a little bit cleaner. Um, I didn't do it yesterday. Um, you don't have to be perfect. So then I have my daily stuff. Um, and, uh, then I have intakes. So like what I'm eating and everything. And then I have my schedule. I have meetings that I have to have. I have my to-do list and then I have stuff that I want to purchase. So then I, every day, obviously some days I fucking forget. Um, but every day I write that out and then it reminds me, it's like, Oh shit, I have to do that. Oh shit. I have to do that. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to end this now because podcast will probably shut off in any second. So Love you. Peace. If you watch this whole thing, fucking thank you. Um, hope this was helpful. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. If you want a picture of it, like straight ways, I'll send you a picture. Just DM me on Instagram at Daniel Sullivan, Daniel dot Sullivan, or just reach out to me. However, Facebook doesn't matter. Um, I'm gonna send this to you, Chris, right now, as soon as this is done uploading. And I hope you find this helpful and, uh, we'll talk later. One eleven. Peace.